Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drop Your Buffs podcast, where we talk about the strategy, social game, and stupidity emphasis on stupidity <laughs> of every survivor episode i am here with my wonderful co-star co-host hannah how are you today Anna? how's it going dion uh how's uh, it going it's going well uh, it is 9 15 p.m here in ohio and it is what time is it where oh. you are <laughs> It is 11.15 a.m. here in Bris Vegas, Bris Vegas, Brisbane, Australia. <laughs> and if you're missing the video, Dion has his fluffy robe on. <laughs> I am in my hotel robe, and I don't know why I've ever worn clothes, honestly. <laughs> Living that quarantine life. I, I can't tell you that I've ever been in a hotel for as long as I've been currently. I'm on day six. I have to be here for 14 <laughs> days. Uh, that was part of the requirement of returning to Australia. You're quarantined for two weeks in a hotel uh-huh. room. Uh-huh. They only were having flights into Brisbane. So I have to wait until I can fly back to Melbourne um, after the two weeks. So in the meantime, I get to just live in this space, in this robe. <laughs> right now, I'm just like imagining one of those movie montages of you like partying it up in the hotel. It's like, you know, opening up the mini bar, you got the robe on, taking a bubble bath, but that's like day one and then by day three you're like get me out of here (laughs) i i kind of thought about that i was like i don't want to do anything luxurious at the beginning yeah save it for the end (laughs) save it for when i really need it so i did not leave the room apparently there's the ability to like you know like smokers have the ability to go downstairs to you know get outside and have it so i think i have the you're saving that. Advantage of that yeah i was like um that involves putting on clothes and as nope. we've discussed i now live in ropes yes so. yeah it's it's wonderful you're living that high profile life but um but yeah priority is i was still able to watch this episode week of this episode's week this week's episode of survivor uh-huh. that's that's where i'm at in quarantine and Those words uh i was over. telling dion that this episode you guys are going to hear me rant this probably this whole episode about people making stupid moves and me Mm -hmm. being pissed at survivor for a couple things i don't want to spoil what i'm mad about but yeah i'm going to be ranting this episode (laughs) yeah i i actually did a rewatch i did my second watch and on the second watch i wasn't engaged the whole episode it was very clear to me that this was not my favorite episode this season mm-hmm. um but i think it has definitely put into perspective where we're at at this point of the game and i think the reality of the situation is all of the big threats that couldn't protect themselves are out of the game the big threats that could protect themselves are here at the point of the game where they need to switch into gear mm-hmm. and the people that were able to get through the game without being threatening and now existing so we're seeing these people try to push their priorities and it is a little frustrating to watch yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's something that's for sure like i'm loving you know i'm loving team tv i'm loving tony uh, the more he's on my tv i know you don't but the more he's on my tv i'm loving it um i just just worry so my my disgruntled came from the fact that we started seeing stuff from tony as soon as he was safe with community yeah like that's when he finally started working which and 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 that's all we're kind of like all we're seeing is him play when he's not vulnerable Mm -hmm. and um that for me doesn't necessarily seem um and for three votes he's been correct not vulnerable yes right so i mean for me it's like i like seeing people who are a little more um uh, tactical in the sense that they have the ability to pull something when they you know it could go bad for them well let's talk about kim Kim is one is that person. She was being tactical. She was pulling together something. She was using her relationships to get a vote against Tony in place. Mm-hmm. And we and this was the move I was waiting for. I was waiting for this Kim move. Yeah. And yeah. here's where she went wrong. 
She was not willing to lose Sarah. She needed to have Sarah as her backup plan, not Jeremy as her backup plan. Who was her backup plan? You know? Okay, so I I also have thought through this, and I was yelling it in the group conversation we were Mm -hmm. having. I know you weren't present for it at the time, but I kept saying, why are they not voting for Ben? Yeah. Because he was the one that flipped on them. Uh Uh-huh. He was the one that was... Like we're, we've jumped to the end of the episode. Like yeah. it very, it's very clear that a lot of look. We'll we'll touch upon stuff at the start of the episode, but in order to make sense of what's going on at the start of the episode, we need to start from the end. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was like if okay. So it looks like there was a a, four, a side of four, a side of three, and then Jeremy. You know, it's it's that yeah, that's, that's the numbers right tr- now. Mm-hmm. I think there's, here's what I think. I think there's people that are trying to play the middle, as in mm-hmm. Nick, Michelle, and Jeremy. Yes. Well, I don't even know that Jeremy's playing Some the middle better. because neither side wants to work with him. You know? So for well, me, Michelle and more... Kim, Michelle, Kim. Isn't that a person? Michelle, Kim? Oh, sorry. <laughs> that threw me off for a second. Is that a person? So in, in, I, I honestly <laughs> have Google no that. idea. But in my mind, I saw I saw these were the lines. I saw that Kim was on a side with Denise, um, and then there was the other side of Tony, Sarah, and Ben. Uh, and then you have Nick and Michelle in the middle. Michelle more on the side of the women, but willing to make moves that benefit her individually. It, it, it's it's this whole thing about this coin flip that is the real question because in my mind it's like yes she voted with the minority but she was she was making a move that she was comfortable with the majority getting the move that they wanted which was to take out Kim okay so she didn't necessarily have loyalties to Kim correct and you can't say that she wouldn't have known where the vote was because I doubt she was going to give a coin flip to Jeremy and say, oh, by the way, don't vote me out. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, she right. has to know where their vote was going in order to feel comfortable enough to give him that. So vote. are you fine with her giving him the coin flip? Because I think that that was an absolutely awful idea. I, I don't, I, here's the thing. I don't know that Michelle has any loyalties from any player in the game anymore. And mm-hmm. this was her ability to keep somebody in the game that she has felt comfortable with at times. But this might have been like a sh- uh, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me situation because mm-hmm. it's been a, a, a number of times now that he hasn't voted with her. You know? Yeah. Jeremy doesn't play loyally. You've seen him vote out Wendell. You've seen him vote out multiple people where mm-hmm. it's in, and then, you know, go back to camp and leave his side of the yep. numbers yep. in the lurch. Like, he is a very selfish player. And we can't sit here and say that that's a bad move. But right. do you help a selfish player? Like, I just think help you. There is, there's no, like, she says that he's her friend and yeah. that they've been, he's like family to her. And I think that that's playing emotionally. I don't think there's any world in which she beats him at Final Tribal. So, like, why keep him in the game? Well, my question is, by keeping him there to break up the other three, does that give her a better chance at getting further to the end? Oh, I see what you mean. Breaking up the Ben. But then but then she knows the other... Does she know the other votes are going on Kim? Where does she think the other votes are going? I think she knew they were going on Kim. And she wanted to... She wanted... She was fine with Kim leaving. Okay. Well, uh, yes. So I, I did the, I did the numbers <laughs> as I always. Of do. who voted for who? Well, not even for the vote because I think okay. that we're assuming after the rewatch, I saw Nick kind of nod his head like. Yeah, I wrote down the what right the person. what the votes were. If you want me to say real quick that um, Jeremy, Tony, Ben, Sarah, Nick voted for Kim. Yeah. Jeremy, so Tony, Ben, was, Sarah, Nick. It was Kim, Michelle, and Denise that were not in on the majority vote. Mm-hmm. So that that moment that we saw between Denise and Jeremy, which we'll have to discuss, uh-huh. um, actually has some you know levels to it. So we definitely will have to discuss that. But in terms of the people that we're seeing sitting at tribal council, we have two people. Uh, okay, so from the original tribes, we have four people from the Sally tribe in the okay. form of Denise. Michelle, Jeremy, 
and Ben. Okay. And we have wow, that feels like Decal. years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then we have the Decal, uh, which is Nick, Tony, and Sarah. Okay, okay. so never like so these, these groupings never really work together in their original tribes. I mean, besides Tony, Tony and Sarah, Sarah yeah, friends. But um, then we move to the second. So we go to the swap, which is the okay. two no tribes. You've got the new Yara tribe with Ben and Sarah. We've got the Sale tribe with Michelle and Nick. And then we've got the Dakal tribe um, with Tony, Jeremy, and Denise. Now, mind you, Kim's still in the equation at this point. So Kim is also a fourth member of the Dakal tribe. So when you've got four versus four, like if they had stayed loyal to those numbers, Jeremy, Denise, Tony, and Kim had the majority. They, they've got, uh, you know, but this is not a game that's oh, being played by swap. tribal alliance. Yeah. So even wow. on the um, Dakal tribe, you know, it's four and four. From the original tribes, we've got four and four. With the switch, we've got four of the decal. We've got the other two, which make like another four. So the numbers-wise, this is really kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like this is this is heavy. There's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. So when you're targeting Kim, who numbers-wise is in a majority, but never really solidified any real bonds with anybody. She had the, the hardest time this season building any substantial relationships. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, it came to show this episode when, you know, we had moments of, I mean, even Nick went up to her and said Ben flipped and then he flipped himself. Like, Yeah, and I'll bring up, I think I've, I can't remember if I brought up secret scene. There's secret scenes all about Kim and Sarah Lucina and how close they are. And that's where I think that Kim went wrong is that she was banking on that relationship and she wasn't willing to put the the hit out on Sarah Lucina when mm-hmm. the Tony hit isn't going to work. She needed to say, okay, we need to get rid of Sarah. But she wanted that relationship to bring her closer in the, in the, to the end. And so that's See, where, that's where she went my wrong. Debate, my debate is not even take out Sarah because you can pull in Sarah as a number at this mm-hmm. point because of what went down in the last tribal. My thing is go for get it ben get out ben, ben is being but this... no one's no one is scared of him everybody wants to take him to the end right but he's gonna stop people from getting to the right end. and that's like the age-old debate right the age-old goat debate of do you get rid of yeah. the abby maria because no one likes her but and she definitely has the spot it's, it's, it's not even just that he's easy to beat at the end it's he's screwing up people's games mm-hmm like he's including his own games. including right. his own but he did it to adam he did it to like okay so he did it to like boston rob like yep he's 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 done it to multiple people where he's going uh, mm-hmm. out of his way to ruin other people's games okay and, and here's not gonna, mm-hmm. yeah here's another part of the episode where ben played poor two parts where ben was awful one is doing the silent treatment to jeremy like uh, jeremy sorry. said what a child like, and yeah, you, and <laughs> yeah, like Ben says in a confessional that he does not want to work with Jeremy at all because there's no way he could beat him and he's a challenge threat, so he doesn't want to work with Jeremy. Sure, we get it. You're not going to beat Jeremy at the end, but you just burnt a whole freaking jury vote by the way you're treating him. He's not going to vote for you in the end. He thinks mm-hmm. that you're ridiculous because you are being ridiculous. You need to suck it up and just... I mean, and just talk to him. Boston Rob kept on calling him out for being paranoid. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we see it time and time again from the jury. Everybody's like, look at Ben watching. They think he's kind of a clown. They think Mm -hmm. he's a bit of a joke. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing he did that was so stupid (laughs) was when he found the idol and then he proceeded to try to grab it. You know what? If you think there's an idol, just leave it there. Come back later. What are you doing? Which I'm That's sure, what I thought too. I'm sure he realized but, it five minutes later that he should have just left it. But we all just learned from that stupid mistake. Well, my question was this because I thought the same thing. I was like, was he worried that Tony was going to go in after him and find it for himself? Oh yeah, but still, I don't know. That was awful. That it was, was awful. It was terrible. 
But it's also terrible because then he's like hugging Tony and lifting him up and Tony's like so not into it. No, but Tony is fine with it because Tony wants to take him to the end because he can beat him. (laughs) Yeah, but Tony's also like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we're not cheering. You just tried to hide that. Yeah, yeah. Tony's... My, I will say that my favorite moment from that interaction is when Ben picks up Tony and just starts running off with him. <laughs> and Tony's just like, no, 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 pull me down. You're going to step on something. No, it's all right. And he's just booking it, booking it through the Why jungle. did I watch the episode twice and not remember this part? <laughs> Literally, they're walking away from finding it. Ben uh, just grabs him, lifts him up and oh the hold and just charges. And then it goes to ad break. He's just running. Oh, okay. Running, holding Tony. And Tony's I need like, a gif oh, of that. Stop. It was so funny. Um, what do you think? Okay, changing topics. Okay, we see a final three form between Nick, Michelle, and Denise. And here is where I will just put it on record that I just really, really feel like Michelle is winning this season. I have felt it forever. I have texted people forever about how Michelle is winning this season. I think the edit is clearly Michelle winning just the kind of – the stuff we get from her where she does things like give Jeremy the 50, 50 coin, but we don't get any type of goofy music for it. When I, when I personally think it's a horrible move, we don't get anything of like, Oh, Michelle can't believe she did that. What an awful move. Sorry. I'm talking too much edit, but I think Michelle wins. You're fine. And I feel like my quick question is, uh was it a final three or was it a final four with Kim? Uh, And then Nick ended up flipping anyway. So it does, is it real? They pulled Kim in. It was Nick, Michelle, Denise, and then they brought Kim in. So we okay. see a scene of the three of them and then quickly a scene of, like, Kim saying, all right, right let's take this to the end. But um, Nick flipped on them, so I know, what's right? the truth behind it? Because <laughs> Nick is the worst. Um, no, he's fine. Um, but here's my thing. Michelle, I'm, I mean, I love Denise and all, but I think Michelle beats Denise. I, I'm starting to think the same mm-hmm. because I think that Denise, to be fair, I don't think either of them have had a good run post merge. They're not, they're not um, on the right side of the numbers ever. I need no, to track who is voting which way and how it's working. But I mean, there is something to say about being able to survive. I mean, I know, you know, it's like, all right, I wasn't in the numbers, but I'm still here. Like I had to go through the bullshit of being blindsided Mm -hmm. and left out of the vote. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Like I was here to play and people weren't filling me in. And it's like, how can you play with people who don't want to fill you in? So the fact that I'm able to sit here at the end when people were treating me like I wasn't worth it. Like, isn't that a sentiment to my game? I was and I feel like by myself. that's how Nick Wilson won his season is that he made it to the end and like really just navigated the waters really well and then was able to pitch it at the end as, as well as Mike White bombing his own game in Final Tribal that we didn't see but heard about later. Um, so, yeah, I think that Michelle does. I think that she... Ha- how she won her first game is forming those really close connections with people on the jury. And mm-hmm. I think she told, I think she wins hands down over Nick and um, Denise. And I also think she wins over Ben. And so that is, yeah, that is three other people out of the now seven person end game. Well, including in someone who comes in from edge. Sarah's convinced that Ben doesn't want to sit with her and Tony at the end. Yep. So, so, it's like, is Ben going to flip on them or is he going to try and stick with them? Because right now, that's why I don't include Jeremy in on the minority numbers because clearly he did just vote with the majority. So mm-hmm. Ben and Jeremy actually voted together because we did see a scene of them sitting later. <laughs> oh, so awkward, Jeremy wasn't it? talking to Ben and it's just like... Wh- Here's the thing. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, none of those, the four of them, I think the only people in that four that are happy to sit next to each other are Sarah and Tony. I think they're the only two that would be happy to sit with each other at the end. Who need each other at the end. And here's what I got to say. I think it's, so Tony has said that he doesn't want to take Jeremy to the end. Um, Tony, you have the resume to take Jeremy to the end because you have saved Jeremy twice now. And I, and you can say that at the end, um, is that still risky to do? Yeah. But I think I said last week that, 
Tony and Jeremy need each other to to get to the right. end because no one wants either yes. of them at the end. So they need to go to the end together and they need to, to do the Dom Wendell thing and fight it out. My question is this. I know that you're a huge uh, Jeremy fan as well. Jeremy, bear me, baby. Right. If Jeremy gets to the end, <laughs> what is his pitch? Jeremy, bear me. You're cool. Okay. Um, Caitlin will love that. So uh-huh. what, love what that. is Jeremy's pitch? What is Jeremy's pitch? Like, what is the game that he's played that's going to allow him to win? Because right now, I don't see his resume. <sighs> he can do it, okay? He, he is amazing as, as, at talking. Sure. Um, sure, but what what what's okay? On his so so let's take so the minority vote of four that they took out Sophie in, which technically mm-hmm. was all Tony's move. But Jeremy right. could try. You know, he could be like, "This was I did this too," and then Michelle could be like, "I did this too," and then Nick will be like, "I was there too." So you know, um, <laughs> so it, sorry, I'm just having like. It's funny. The, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to it's, think about because Jeremy mm-hmm. being a strategic player in the past seasons that we've seen him in is playing an under-the-radar game. And I don't know that playing under-the-radar is going to benefit him when he's seen as a social player. I think a similar thing could have been said about Aubrey in her second season. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw her as this huge strategic player the first time around. And the they second didn't time around, give it was her like, any. Um, I mean, the audience give her... didn't give her any credit. No. I, I, I was in her set in Game Changers. Yeah, because all through Game Changers, we just see, oh my gosh, that's, you're making an amazing parallel here. Wow. All through Game Changers, Aubrey was not let in on the vote. Aubrey was, she was constantly surviving though like it was amazing she made it to like final five if she i'm correct i will play it on her by tie okay oh that was during six that was the during the moment of silence um but like she made it extremely far but was like never in on anything i mean i might be hyperbolic right now i don't remember the votes that but i just remember that's the general vibe and is that the jeremy vibe that we're getting he was in on well, the I mean, sophie vote in theory he he was in on the vote, but he was pulled in as a number. I mean, he was pulled in as he's, a number. He's was not he, driving was the he car. The vote? He's not driving. He would have been the vote otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Maybe the comparison is actually between Michelle and Aubrey. Hmm. Yeah, but just Michelle just does not have the same target that um, Aubrey had coming into Game Changers. But was Aubrey getting votes? <sighs> I feel like in the merge portion of the game, she wasn't a target at Mm-mm. all. Right. Like Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. How ironic, isn't it? <laughs> that Michelle's the Aubrey of this game. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. It's, so for me, it's like, I'm having a hard time seeing this. Okay. I think what's frustrating about this season for a lot of audience members is that the big game players are being, when you have 10 big game players together, it makes the moves a lot smaller and a lot less likely to actually happen so people want to see an island with nine dumb people and one really intelligent person that's what's going to be more entertaining but when you put 10 really intelligent people on an island it's so much harder to pull off a move Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm actually finding more entertaining and it's harder to track it too you would say it's harder to track it especially uh tribal Right, and I know that a lot of people are frustrated by the conversation. And, I mean, this, on the second watch, I was like, all right, well, they're just talking and walking around doing whatever. Um, but I'm not convinced that it's because they're not good players. I'm convinced that it's this game because they're all so, such good players. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're on it, I think we need to discuss the, um, the moment with Denise and Jeremy. <sighs> Yeah. Like, for me, I was like, yes, Denise. (laughs) But then I'm hearing that on Reddit, she's getting read to filth, and people are just disgusted with how she handled And they're calling her racist. What? Yeah. Well, I don't know if Reddit is. Sorry, Reddit. I I don't know if it's you, but but, but Denise has come out and said, like, this was not racist, and people are calling her racist. And it's like, no, she she was so pissed. She would have done that to anybody in that moment. Right. She was done. Can we back the curtain and be honest? Jeremy has done this twice as many times and twice as worse. It's like we've seen Being rude to people like that at Tribal? At Tribal. 
Well, he was rude right back to her. Right. And he, when he was yeah, like, like, you're not going to be safe next time. <laughs> I'm like, who, who's calling out the mansplaining? Has anybody yeah. called out the mansplaining? You know, because that's a real thing. Do we want to have this big authoritative male telling a smaller woman, are you sure that you're making the right decision? <gasps> Maybe we should call out that, huh? No, I'm not. Um, I'm not on board with that. No, and she held her ground. And she said, I'm done. I've made my choice. Is she not? Yeah, she held her ground. Yeah. And then she's not allowed to make that. Yeah, that sorry that I just clapped into the mic. This is another thing where I'm pissed at this episode. It's like, or the people responding to it. There's so much about this episode, but you're right. It's like, why is Denise getting all the hate for being a woman that's standing up for herself and like saying like, no, I don't want to talk anymore. Like, yeah. That was not racist. Do you even know what and racism what about when is? Tony was trying to tell Adam, do you even know how the game's played? Like, yeah. people are choosing what conversations that they And then everybody found on. Adam annoying out of that. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's, it, it really is, like, the dynamic of... Okay, there is a dynamic to the little games, like Survivor, especially Big Brother, mm-hmm. where Ooh, it's the person mm-hmm. who's being victimized and being prodded at and subjected to character being compromised usually isn't defended because it puts people on a side and what we see i'll say this having lived in america for as many years as i have i feel like in america in particular people are willing to take sides and even it out it's like you'll have somebody who's in the wrong but they'll have people who's supporting them you'll have people who are in the right or People will think that one person's in the wrong, one person's in the right, but it's, mm-hmm. it's two groupings. Mm-hmm. And I've existed in an environment where I, you know, I mean, I feel like this is getting into like real life stuff all over again. Here we go. But, you know, being being a person who is of a minority in many facets of the term, it's very easy to feel singled out and left alone and not have support because the reality of the situation is by supporting people, it subjects you to getting involved. And a lot of people don't want to get involved because then it, it t- starts to compromise where they are in life. Mm-hmm. And then that relates to the game of Survivor. If I get involved, it's going to compromise my position in this game. But my argument is if you don't get involved, you're not actually making moves. You're not standing ground. You're not playing an honourable game. But as we've discussed in most recent episodes, is Survivor an honourable game anymore? people are rewarding the evil dictator or the person that's doing the things that are not deemed to be the great things to be doing in the real world. The person who's bullying the other person is the person who's getting the prize money. Right. It's it's like Survivor is turning into a game where it's like, oh, no, I get to do what I would never do in my real life, but I want you to give me the money for it. I treated you like crap, but it was for a game. So give me a million dollars. So that's the Sarah Lucina game. That's I what think it's a Tony game. In the Tony game. Yeah, it's they both played that way w- when they won. But and did Sarah actively go after people's character the way Tony did? No. I think she went after their game. No, what she did is she uh treated them like best friends. So what I've been I've been listening to people on uh Rob has a podcast that people have been sharing like Troy Zan and Andrea Belke, who have played Game Changers with Sarah, have talked mm-hmm. about how she treated them like they were best friends. They would talk about what they were going to do once they mm-hmm. were off the island, blah, blah, blah. And then never talked to them since. And they felt betrayed by her. And they have not heard from her as far as I know. I think that's what they said. At least Andrea said nothing. And it's kind of like, wow, that's a ruthless, savage game where you like right. made this close relationship and then didn't do mm-hmm. anything with it. So, See, yeah. I, I, I applaud people who are able to bring people in on a human level, but then to like not follow through. I mean, that's, a, that's real life. That's outside of the I game. Know. Like, but it's also like to be called out publicly like that when you're wanting to go back and play this game, like you can't, I mean, you gotta, you gotta have. But here, here's Kim Spradlin falling for it. In my opinion, I think, I think Sarah got Kim hook, line and sinker and and Kim should have gone for Sarah 
and she didn't. I was and- gonna say I I haven't seen like you've seen a lot of like like secret scenes, but mm-hmm. like I haven't seen them, so I haven't seen. So you haven't seen that part, like, yeah. There's there's a scene where Sarah is on the ground by the water well crying about how she feels like she's a bad person. And Kim is comforting her and rubbing her back and saying, you're a good person. You're a good person. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's that's just like, okay, okay I guess I have to see the footage. Yeah. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, but that's just real life. And then I'm like, oh, wait, maybe that's but what if- real life for a lot of people what if Sarah was acting that all out to endear herself I mean, to Kim, which I find impossible, but now I'm like, did it, did it work? <laughs> I feel like if it was, it, we would have seen it. Yeah. You know, if there was a villain edit to give Sarah, I feel like we would have seen it. I mean, we saw the blow up between her and Tony after tribal, <laughs> which was incredible. I know. I know. I like I like angry Sarah, <laughs> and I like scrambling I love Tony. Angry Sarah. Um, can I take a moment and complain about the immunity challenge? Oh, I am mad about this immunity challenge because <sighs> two winners. There are eight people left. Eight people, yeah. and you're going to put two winners out there when you know full well that there's several idols out there as well mm-hmm. so the uh, the odds of a sari thing happening again are so high and then there's eight people i'm fine with two immunity winners at the merge of like 13 people like sure but i d- cannot stand the two winners and the fact that every challenge is on a balance beam we want these extreme endurance challenges. I am sick of watching people lose their balance. That is not what we're here for. When Jeff said, we saw poverty, was it poverty? Last six hours during this challenge. No. So he said that the Africa was six hours and okay. the second time, which I believe, which was fan versus favorites, because I remember Amanda asked to leave the challenge so she could go pee in the bushes. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So I believe that lasted for like an hour. Okay. Which was, was endurance. They put the balance beam. Yeah. Oh, they did have the balance beam when it was an hour they long? Just, this time they weren't allowed to use their arm to support their so arm. So wait, they had the balance beam back in fans versus favorites. Okay. But I'm just I'm just saying that I'm sick of every freaking challenge being balanced. Challenge. Yep, she did. She was amazing. That's what I love. So when he was like the last one, like one of them took six hours. I was like, here we go. Let's bring it on. I'm ready. I want to see people push themselves to when yeah. they have to give up, not when they accidentally fall. Right. I'm done right. with that. Okay, no, I feel that. I feel that. And like, we've discussed the challenges in the more recent seasons, all being very like balance. Mm-hmm. It, like, in it's some like less- shape or form. Right. There's less, um, they're not running amongst each other. It's all one lane. It's, you know, we're not seeing that kind of challenge uh, threat um, existing. Yep. Um, And maybe that's why they're doing it so that people are not seen as, I don't know, the challenge threat. Compromising other people's ability to win the challenge. Yeah. Okay. So let me touch upon, okay. So you said the two winners thing. That was Mm -hmm. definitely my thing. I was like, this is so late in the game to have two winners. I wonder if it would have taken place if it wasn't even numbers for men and women. Like if you had two women, would you still just give one of them the That's a good point. Like what? But my whole thing is, are they doing this this round in order to encourage advantages to be used? So we don't have a lock at final six like we did at the Ceres situation. Like, is this in order to kind of be like, all right, more people are are safe, so we need to save more people, which means more advantages get played, which means we're not going to have a lock, but we'll have three people that are available to vote for. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's a... That's a good trade-off, I guess, but I'm still because mad about thinking it. <laughs> about it, we're going to go into Final 7. There are two idols. There's a coin flip. Oh, my gosh. There's going to be immunity. And then three so, people are going to win immunity. Just kidding. <laughs> well, four, four people have the ability to be immune at the next Tribal Council. I can't. I can't. Which means that there's only three vulnerable. Um, sorry. No, that's correct. There's only three vulnerable. If they so all use my, it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, I think what my, what my gut is telling me is that they were doing this in order to make sure that a move gets played sooner yeah. so that they don't find themselves in a... Did it work? Nope. 
Jeremy held on I mean, to that coin, which was balls of steel. I cannot believe he held on to that coin. And Sarah told Tony not to play the ice Oh, my gosh. But I kind of think that Tony, <laughs> I think that that whole play of using the idol on Sarah, I think it was all just to show everybody that he had an idol. To, to like do that? To make people not vote for him next tribal? I don't know. Here's the thing. With Tony. This is like, the man with the bag of tricks. She sure. loves telling people what he has. But Tony also has a on switch when it comes to performance mode. And mm-hmm. he he said, Jeff, can I just have a moment? Talks to Jeremy, looks at Sarah, says to Sarah, how do you feel? Sarah just kind of looks at him. And he just doesn't he like he waits for a response and then just yeah. goes, I'm gonna no, I'm it. gonna play it. And it was a very kind of like Yeah. It didn't I think, look like I think he it was, was a performing. show. I think it was. Really? I think it was because I think it was him pretending like it was nonchalant, but it was really just like letting everybody know he has it. I just don't think he's that good of an actor. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I think he'd be like, you know what, Jeff? I'm not gonna take a risk. I'm gonna use this. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. where he was just like, um, uh, I'm I'm not I'm I'm ugh. like it just seemed a little more like, eh, you know what? I'm gonna play it. Yeah. But then he doesn't. Maybe it was all an act to make Sarah think that he would play it for her when actually he will never play it for her. I mean, also, also fact thing. check. I think that last episode I talked about how like Tony was not the dude that would play idols for people. He played an idol on LJ and Kageon, and I just oh, totally forgot about that. Yeah, him and LJ played idols for each other. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> at the same tribal, correct? Yeah, the, at the merge vote, I believe. And then LJ gets wow. voted out soon after. Um, oh. So that was my oh. rant about not having a real endurance challenge, which yeah. we actually got that endurance challenge on the edge. The edge delivered what I wanted to see with endurance. Can, what did can he we think? Just get our edge spinoff already. Like <laughs> I know. that's what I'm here for. I think I, some interesting things that I got from the edge were we get to see Natalie in beast mode again. We she Superhero. gets a nice edit mm-hmm. um my girl know, she's coming back being like she's coming she's back just a superhero oh i, I loved think the... she might mm, who natalie I, I think natalie might come oh back. yeah she's i've i've planted my flag on it the the day she was voted out and here's the thing i feel like if she comes back she actually has a chance of winning this thing yeah that's what happens when you become friends with everyone on jury <laughs> well and, and that's what i'm saying it's like yeah she's won all of and she can sit there and say I got all of these fire tokens. I gave advantages to people in the game. I was the person who influenced this game. Yeah. From the island. Yeah. You know, I ran the show. <gasps> the Michelle versus Natalie would be very interesting. Yeah, because Michelle can sit there and go, but I never got voted out. And I was the one who had to oh, yeah. make up lies for the people on the edge. I, I paid the, the four tokens. To... <laughs> right. I was the one that was making the sacrifice. She didn't have anything to lose. No. I did. No, I don't oh, think I don't think Natalie do jury speeches for them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you made me already do Jeremy's and I sucked at it. So how about you yeah. <laughs> before the final tribal, you have to like do your own speech for each of the people. You do doing Tony's days. speech would be hysterical. <laughs> You'd be <laughs> like, ugh, I don't want to do this speech. Um, um, I was so ready for Boston <laughs> Rob's downfall. At, when they when they started running and Boston Rob is up front, I was like, oh, he's he's totally not making it. Like he's thinking uh-huh. he can do it, and then like he pretends like the reason he lost is because he busted his elbow. Like, dude, your elbow does not affect your legs. Like your legs can still be moving. So they, they I should that sounds bad because that, that was a bad bust. But like he could have done it if he really thing. had it. I I I pose the same thing to you. You fall on your elbow. You've got blood running down your arm. What does Hannah do? I I am. I don't know if you know this, but my physical abilities is just like Natalie, and <laughs> <laughs> I am a superhero as well. And I could I could fight through the pain, Dion. I CrossFit like three times a day. Uh, that was worth it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope you like this. See episode. you next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. it's a podcast um, no one knows what i look like no, that's all right i mean it doesn't matter what you look like i mean everybody thinks that danny is about to float away in the oh wind my and gosh danny, going, danny. Every, like everybody's really concerned about her size and i'm not concerned 
at all. Being that's what a runner looks a like, guy. though. A runner looks like that's right. Skinny. But she's like one of the fittest people out there. And I mean, we've all seen Courtney Yates, where everybody was like, "Is she anorexic?" She's like, "Have you looked at my father? It's in my genetics." Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not concerned by it at all. But no. everybody else seems to be concerned with her appearance, and I'm like. I think she's going to do what she wants to do. And I don't think about people's aesthetics. No. Like, I wanted her to beat Wendell so bad. Me? Okay, so me too. Like, oh my god, you know I'm here for Danny. Yeah. She gets a lot of slack. And I'm here for Wendell and I'm here rooting for Danny to win. I just, oh, I wanted it so bad. And, but even just listening to her say, you know, I wanted to kind of, give myself that and she goes and then i just discovered that i i, I left it lost too, too much yep lost too much time and i'm like oh danny but she was yeah. smiling i think you know she's proud of herself i'm really proud of sophie i am so proud of that girl yeah um and I, lo- i've been saying it i've been saying it week after week uh-huh. sophie is Challenge a physical these. threat and um i actually found so every now and then on the instagram stories i'll post oh i i went through like a uh, a recap on this season <laughs> a gif a gif recap on our instagram <laughs> a gif recap like bam 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 just to hear they were great there were some good ones well there's stuff that like i just had like it even reminded me about things I was yeah like, oh, yeah those people were on a tribe together oh yeah this was what happened so even that but one of the the things that i found was actually a gif of the final five challenge from south pacific where it's the one that Sophie beats Ozzy and gets mm-hmm. him sent home. So mm-hmm. I'll have to chuck that into the story and be like, yeah, this is the one I'm talking the moment. About. And I love how she said, I just kept running. And, yeah. you know, that's what she, she's like, I just kept, and I did want, I did do a little history search about this season. I wanted to look up the last time she ate a reward and she mm-hmm. ate the Chinese reward episode nine. Sarah gave up. And we're currently on episode 12. So maybe that's, I don't know if the days are shorter now um, because of merge, but that could have easily been like six or eight days ago. So even that having all of those carbs, you know, somewhat recently over the edge people totally helps. Yeah. So I just well, want to say, put that in she there. She was the last person to enter. Yeah. And you know, the way that they spoke maybe they have more Yule or Wendell to get food. Yeah. Um, meaning, I mean, Wendell got a full feast, but even Wendell. Oh even yeah. Even- you think about it. The- on their island, in the game island, they have more food resources. The Edge has no resources on that island. So I didn't right. even think about that, too. Um, and also, I know that you kind of know about the Enneagram. Um, mm-hmm. And what I'm going to say kind of relates to your Enneagram number. Ooh, um, number two. Did you relate right. with, yeah, two, but you also have a three. You're, you're very much a three. The competitive okay. spirit. When Natalie said... You know what I thought to myself? Why not beat her? Did you relate with that, Dion? Did you feel that? I mean, (laughs) her little smirk as she was running in front of Sophie did make me feel. And you know what? There was no malice in it. It No, it was just the fact of like, what? You know, if if I can beat her, just why not? Why not just win? Right. But just to, just to, you know, I think everybody, and like, I, I can, I can confidently say that if I have the ability to win a game, why not? Like, Why not? Like, I have this, you know, desire to compete. Yes. And it's like, you know, I could come second or if I got the ability to come first, why not? Yeah. So yeah. I loved that part. I loved it. I have a little bit of three too, Dion. I'm I'm a three in there too. So. Oh, you totally would have tried to win. <laughs> like, eh, why not? See, I told you I'm just like Natalie in every facet. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm actually the third twinny. I'm the uh, the trippy. Um, <laughs> um, but you know who? Oh, the triply. The triply. I'm the triply. Uh, you're the triply. You know the person that you've been relating to the most this season is Adam. And yes. what did you think? I loved the goofy music <laughs> that we were getting with Adam. I'm I'm here for Adam on my screen. Um, yes. Adam getting the goofy music while he was carrying the coconuts was everything and i have now added to my survivor bucket list that if i get on survivor i want the goofy music i want to complain okay. about it being my birthday even if it's uh-huh. not my birthday at all i'm going to pretend like one of the days is my birthday and i'm going to complain about it being my birthday i want to get the goofy music and okay. um i want to uh have my family visit you know the, the typical bucket list but those two are now on goofy it music i want the goofy music i want the stupid music Fair. to play for me 
I see. I feel like I would. I, my my thing is I don't like being embarrassed. Yeah, and I I like it if people are laughing with me. <laughs> I don't yeah. necessarily like it when people are laughing at yeah, me. And this that is, is something true. that I've had from when I was like a kid. That so, is true. You know, I can imagine that that's something that like as an adult, I'll be able to be like, you know what? I put myself in the firing line. I've put myself in a public scenario where mm-hmm. people are able to do that but I'm not going to like it. I, like, I'm just being yeah. honest with myself. Like, yeah. that's not something that I'm going to You're like, this is going to suck, but this is what right. I'm doing. So kudos to you for one I mean, that. I'm also super weird that I would love the villain edit on Survivor. I don't think many people would want that, so. I Okay, a lot of people wouldn't want it, but I don't know that it, des- it necessarily, like, being a villain kind of almost gives you credit for doing whatever it takes, you know? Yeah, that is true. It's kind of like... You know, yeah. like good on them, where the goofy music means you don't know what the frack's going on. <laughs> Is that an Australian um, word, frack? I mean, that's me f- filtering my, <laughs> my, uh, my own language. Uh, I'm trying to see um, if there's anything we're missing from this episode. Um, I do want to discuss just quickly yeah. how we feel about Nick. Well, I already said that I think he's losing to Michelle at final. I think he's losing. Is there anybody that Nick beats? He beats Nick. Oh, Ben. I meant I mean, Ben, but himself. Nick came out of my mouth. <laughs> Nick could that's be Ben. I think I think ben. everybody's annoyed with Ben, right? No one likes Ben. But just because you are annoyed by... Okay, so here's the thing. I think that Nick and Ben have actually been playing pretty similar games. Okay, yeah. Because they'll Except promise Nick people is things way to their faces less annoying. and then mm-hmm. they'll go and turn on to, them. Yeah. But, but they also are kind of like, well, that's the game and we're not that good of friends. I just kind of made you a promise. Right. You know, like, and it's like, oh, but I, I broke that promise. So, like, I almost feel like Nick doesn't necessarily have, I mean, Nick and Ben don't necessarily like each other either. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick was the one that tattled on Ben. Ben's the one that told us that Nick ends up in every conversation, which is really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, still, I love that-, that running, like, kind of joke. In this episode, we got a couple scenes where you see Nick in the back listening in. So I, uh-huh. I love the running joke of Nick just listening in on people's conversations. And I don't think that people are necessarily going to enjoy his game. But the thing is, I'm concerned. I mean, you know, I love Survivor so much, but I'm more of an OG fan. And I'm concerned with the direction that Survivor's going in that we're just going to see people winning now that um, lay, that, that play the game the, the softest. Not to say that it's a bad game because they've made it to the end. So you're saying those are the people who might win? The people who aren't, yeah. who aren't playing the hardest? And I think that we would have seen, like, had the edge not happened last time, we would have had people like Gavin and and Julie, you know, at the and Victoria. end. Played- oh, no, Victoria didn't make it. I thought she played amazing. But here's the, really? I think she played an extremely soft game. Everything that she, Victoria? she wanted to do, she never did it. Like, she she said, that's the worst move. And she made that move. Like, she literally said, we're not talking about that season. Um <laughs> So we got to talk about this later. I'm in. Right. But what I'm, but what I thought is, you know, people like Gavin and Julie played very soft games and you know what? Gavin actually got some votes and I Mm -hmm. was actually here for Julie getting votes and nobody voted for her, which I was Mm -hmm. shocked with. Because they viewed her as emotional and whatever, you know. Why is that a bad thing? Yeah. Why do you have to play the game of Survivor without emotions? Why do you have to turn your emotions off to play this game? I don't get that. Wow, you're making a... <laughs> okay, can you list like, a winner? Why win- is that uh, such a weakness? Can you name a winner who was emotional and could be seen as an emotional player who did win? Or is that is that an old school thing? People who played I with think- their heart and being loyal? I th- Yeah, I mean, people who play with their heart, I think... I mean, honestly, you could, even though Sandra says her strategy is anyone but me and that she isn't, mm-hmm. she's an emotional player. She gets, mm-hmm. she can get loud too. What yeah. the F, you know, like yeah. she, she plays that way. She, she never they liked Russell. My closest wanted, friend. I'm going to get them. Yeah. You know. She wanted Russell out. She played emotionally against Russell. She didn't get her way, but right. You know, so that, that is someone that comes to mind when we're thinking of this. Um, yeah. I think I think the people that like in the earlier seasons, your 
your Tinas, your Vesepias, and you know how much I love Vesepia. Yeah. Um, you know, the people who, like, played... Like, I just don't think it has to be a robot game. Mm-hmm. And it I doesn't. People- and what if the tides turn now? What if the tides start turning? Because Survivor is always evolving. Yeah. You know, what if it goes back to that? I don't know. You don't think it can? <laughs> I think we're... I, I, it's not that it... It can't, but I think that just where the game is at now, it's more of like we're starting to see people be put out there as as athletes or competitors in the in the sense that that's what they're trained to do mm-hmm. versus people existing in an environment together. So, like, I miss the social aspect of, you know, your series mm-hmm. who... You know, joke around with people, have fun with people, make people feel bad for voting them out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I like- would argue that Jeremy has that. I would say that Jeremy has that vibe of him of where he makes you feel really comfortable. He has a, a great laugh. And I don't know. That's what I would say. I, I have not seen any footage of him standing up at camp. Standing up? He literally is just sitting down. Oh, so you mean literally? The time. Like literally. <laughs> yeah. He literally just sits in one spot. He's a chill dude. Move. He's hanging out. Yeah, but Tony's at least, you know, running around, climbing ladders. Like- but wait, but, but, but you're saying like you want to see the people who are the social players. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that sitting down in one spot isn't necessarily a social game. Hmm. Who would you say is playing the best socially michelle potentially sarah i know sarah i I feel like we're not seeing no we are seeing stuff like the fashion show we're seeing those kind of social things yeah huh and wow you know honestly um we don't get to see much footage of denise and she gets left out of a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. but she's clearly the physically strongest woman out there oh yeah so I loved when she won the challenge good socially. i know i know um okay so i had a, a question for you for this to talk about today that i mm-hmm. thought that would be really great is that you have talked about with edge of extinction how mm-hmm. um when that season happened jeff Probst said that if you're gonna have a twist like this it needs to pay off in the finale and I right. like I think about that all the time since you said that. And so here's my question about fire tokens. Fire tokens were the big one of the big things this season. Yes, How do we see them paying off in the finale? So far, we've just seen people in the game buying advantages from the edge. The edge is going to stop after the next person comes in at like final six is when they come in final five possibly and then the edge stops is there going to be what's going to be the payoff in the finale with fire tokens have you run the concept of the people in the game with fire tokens could potentially give them to people on the edge to help them get advantages i feel like did you bring that up one time I said that, yeah, I said maybe it can be like a buyback. Yeah. Where the people in the game are able to pull their tokens together in order to For buy who they bring back. I know. And I think that would be the most epic way to do it. I think that would be the coolest way to do it. What, so I don't know what if other way could they buy them back or, like, or yeah. they give them advantages. Right. It's like, I'm going to put my tokens in this person to give them the best chance to get back into the game. Or like at the final four fire making challenge, could you use your tokens to buy something advantageous for the final Uh four? Like what could these pay off? Anyways. So, I mean, I guess the first question is, do you think they are going to have a payoff in the finale? Do you think there's going to be something big that happens in the finale surrounding fire tokens? Or is this all we're going to, get from them well maybe maybe okay you're you're bringing up a really interesting fact um oh well i mean thing that we've acknowledged Mm -hmm. which is that they need to bring in the the thing this season in the final episode Mm -hmm. and if edge if it's not just the edge we've got a double episode next week we've got a two-hour episode next week yeah we may see somebody get back from the edge 
next in the week. second half of the next episode mm-hmm. at the end of the next episode that's what you were but saying that i really really hope happens that at the very end we see who who makes it oh that would be awesome like oh, for me that'd like be so i'm good. that kind of person that'd be but so then good. maybe it's the tokens that are saved for the final episode you know yeah so like what's the payoff going to be though that's the that's the question is will you think there will be a payoff with these tokens well, here's in the, the thing. The season before, we saw the Island of Idols get them, you know, they moved to the Island of Idols to have the Still potential surreal, to find to advantages yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So maybe the fire tokens are going to be their way to buy themselves an advantage in the final challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, the same way that amazing. the edge people yeah. yep, can buy them yep. themselves advantages. That's a really good point. You know what I'm just realizing that I've was hoping we would get but we haven't gotten i was hoping that people would find fire tokens in the on the island like they find immunity mm. idols i was hoping that they would be in trees and stuff well here's the, okay that's also a very interesting thing because uh-huh. i've discussed with people that they're sick of they're sick of hidden immunity idols they're sick of it okay they're like why are they constantly they're so easy to find which i don't necessarily agree with because they are out there for hours and we only yeah we only see when they find it <laughs> but I would much prefer the idea of them finding something um, that can contribute to them getting an idol, like a fire okay. token. Mm-hmm. I hadn't I hadn't thought about this earlier. Yeah. But if you find fire tokens, you're not guaranteed an idol, you know, but there's the chance of it. So yeah. it's like, I feel like they that need to kind of change that up. Yeah. And, like, and you know what? I hate that sometimes somebody will find something the same way you would find an idol, and it's like, this is an extra vote. I'm like, that sucks. Like, why do they have to just get an extra vote? Like, wh- like, yeah. who who decides that, oh, this one's not going to be an idol, this one's going to be an extra vote? Like, you know, so I'm at least glad that people aren't finding, like, extra votes anymore. They're, like, yeah. being gifted by people from Edge. But in saying that, in a future season of Survivor, are they going to keep fire tokens? How do fire tokens exist in the game without the Edge? Do they not exist in the start yeah. of the game? Do they only exist in the merge portion of the game where you can win them with individual immunity? There are so many questions about the future of Survivor and the dynamic of the game. Fire tokens are something that I don't believe have existed in any foreign seasons of Survivor. Is this their way of separating you know, US Survivor from the rest of the world mm-hmm. now that the rest of the world is really getting in on it? I think that they're advancing the game but I'm still craving the initial game. Which yeah. Which is why I love the edge. Because so. of what the edge brings us. Right. And you know what? I kind of would love the idea of an edge existing where they don't return to the game, but they play their own game. You okay. Know? So you know? So it's like, all right, you're out of Survivor, but if you stay on the island and make up our jury influence who's in on the game or whatever like you have the ability to win a prize not the mill but you get the ability to win the edge prize that is a very you know? good because that removes the issue that everybody has with players coming back in the game that no one but has we ever still get like... to see the people on the island yes you know we still get it, to get that authentic get the cool OG content experience yeah the only thing that people would hate is that um that it takes less screen time away from the main game but i'm know. i'm i i still want my my uh post show like this yeah. is that's my concept yeah but, and that's because we like it because it reflects og survivor like you've said that's why we like it you know <laughs> make it a web series keep <laughs> them around you know yeah. like the same way we have Ponderosa. Like I we bring Rain that, back. <laughs> yeah. as long as it's, like, there. it's a way to get that authentic survival aspect. I miss that so much. I know. And so many people love the chess game of it. But I'm like, I don't want to watch people play chess in a jungle. I want to watch them starve. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, that's not as fascinating for me. Put them in a Big Brother house. I want to see the survival aspects combined with the game. Yep. Yep. I, I love it. I love that point. That's my two cents. Boom. Yes. Mic drop. Except don't yeah. drop the mic. Um, this has been a very poignant episode. Wow. I'll. We did yeah. not even share drop your buff moments, but I'll share one moment that I really enjoyed. 
I'll call it my yeah. drop your buff moment. I love when they win the reward of peanut butter and cookies. I just said win the reward. They did not win a reward. They quit. I- they quit for it. Yeah. And Jeff is holding the plate for Kim. He goes, you could take it. She goes, I can't eat it if I'm holding it. Right. And I actually, the <laughs> first time I watched buff. it, I, I didn't hear either of them saying uh-huh. that. And I think that was his way of like, grab it. Please take it out of my once hands. this challenge is over, uh-huh. I have to take it back. But she is both hands shoving food into her face. Like, I can't eat if I'm holding it. Like, she's like, you keep, right. uh, she's shoving it in her face. So Because he very easily, as soon as Nick stepped down, he could have been like, sorry. Yeah, I know. He let them eat. And then Tony sorry. was like, can I eat? Do I no. get to eat? No, Tony. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, um, okay, so my drop your buff moment Besides the Denise moment between her and Jeremy, which I thought was potentially my drop your buff moment, I think it was, um, I think it was nobody playing any idols. Yeah, Jeremy not playing the f- coin flip. Yeah, Ooh, and you know he cool. even we even see that footage of him staring down Michelle, and Michelle looks at him and is like, "Do it, nothing." She's like, "I voted for you, dude. Do it." <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I like, love it. Ugh. Love right. it. Well, that's. Okay, so next week we've got a double episode. I'm so freaking excited. Um, we see them run, the edge people are running for something in the water. We mm-hmm. pretty sure Danny gets there first. Yay, Danny. And then we get yeah. clips of them going, people on the island talking about how they're going to go for Ben. Tony and Sarah saying that they don't think he wants to go to the end with them, which we are assuming is Ben. Right. Uh, but they could be talking about someone else, but like maybe Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Now you can't talk. Yeah. Me a soda. Um, uh, I've got some in the. Mix. Do they do that in Australia? Do you do Jinx? We do Jinx, but it's not like you owe me a soda. Like, well, how like, do you play Jinx? Jinx is uh, you're not allowed to speak until somebody says your name. Okay, well that's how we do it over here too. But it's either Jinx, you buy me a soda. How it depends on you know the your governing authorities if it's you buy a soda right. for them or you say their name three mm-hmm. times. Yeah, cool. This is all very official business. Look at that. Across the ocean, we're st- we play the same yeah. game. All right, well, All I right. just keep on yawning over here in Ohio, no. and you're you're well, about to start your day, and I'm like about to I end know. my day. <laughs> so my my whole thing is we're at seven contestants left. We're assuming two are going to go next week, which brings us down to five. Then we can go into the fi- finale with six once somebody comes back from the edge, mm-hmm. which is standard. Our question is: Do we have that sixth person? revealed at the end of next week's episode Let's hope. or do we find out in the final episode because i don't need them to take that time out of the final episode no no i would much prefer them to put it on the back end of mm-hmm. this double episode like remember edge of extinction where chris came in during the finale and won and no one had him on their radar like we didn't even no. think he was a potential person so and honestly i think they've listened and mm-hmm. I think that's going to be something that they consider in terms of editing <gasps> okay. footage let's hope fingers crossed fingers, fingers crossed, crossed. Because you also don't want to assume that these people who are on the edge are potentially coming back in the last episode. Like, that'd be great if they get at least one episode where they can be like, let's have Ponderosa footage before the final episode. I love Ponderosa footage. Like, bring it back. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, And then our triply, Natalie, will be making it. My doppelganger. Your triply. Yeah. Will be making Mm -hmm. it back to the game. So I can't wait to see it. Or Danny. Who knows? <laughs> you know what? Watch it happen. Watch it happen. I'm here's the thing. I don't think I can be unsatisfied with. Mm, I think <laughs> I'm about only to say unsatisfied anyone. If Wendell comes back, I wow. think that's the only person a, I'll be unsatisfied. And with. his edit is not there. He's not coming back. There's the edit is. But even then, like I think everybody else has some. <laughs> this sounds terrible. Uh-oh. I think everybody but Wendell has a redeeming quality for them to come back to the island. Like, I just they buried him at the end. The edit, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just don't know that he has the, um, the rewarding, uh, yeah, aste- yeah, not aesthetic, but like quality to him that you're like, you know what? If Wendell came back and won, like that would be great. Like I right. would love to see that. Right. But you know what? Yule, Adam, Amber, any of so them. So many, like, so many. I would love to see them come back. Every time that Amber cries over her husband makes me cry. Ugh. Every time. I love how much I, that woman loves her husband. I it's, didn't realize how much I needed Amber in my life. Oh. Like, I want, I want an Amber, like, talk show. 
What? Like, <laughs> honestly, I just need to like hear her talk about things. I just and if, that sounds boring, but if she's talking about Boston <laughs> Rob, <laughs> then maybe I would listen in because I just love how much she loves and her like cute little family uh, is too much to handle. I just loved her narrative from like the second or third episode. With I know, I know, it's like, been great. Very. She's very engaging to me. She's a storyteller. Anyway. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Drop Your Buffs Podcast. Twitter is Drop Your Buff Pod. Dion is Dion Alexander. I'm Hannah Gillia. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> In that robe saying that. Oh, my gosh. Next time I'm going to – I'll wear a robe next time. Okay. Well – That's in our robes. <laughs> Okay, it's too late oh for me. God. All right. I know. Well, I'm tired at like midday. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening and supporting us. Thanks. And I uh, can't wait to talk about the next episode. See you yes. next time. Bye. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. <laughs>